Hey, Alana Terry here, and welcome to the Successful Writer Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about tips for if you are working with your spouse. I know that a lot of people have a at least partial dream or goal of being able to retire your spouse or partner or significant other and have them come and work with you in the business, free them from the corporate chains and things like that. Uh, first off, this does not have to be the end goal for everybody, just like the, the best end goal for every single author is not to be writing full-time. Some people um, keeping writing and a part-time or full-time job for various reasons can be the very best thing you do for your creativity and your finances and your health and everything else. In the same way, retiring a spouse is, is not the best end goal for everybody. However, it is a nice goal that a lot of people have. And so I want to share some tips for when you get to the point where your spouse is ready to come by spouse, I mean, partner, significant other, family member, anybody that you're close to specifically if they live in the same house as you, because it does create potential issues. So Scott came home in the spring of 2022, and we've been working on the business since. So we're still new-ish at this, but I want to share some of the lessons that we have learned so that if somebody was bringing home their spouse tomorrow, these would be for sure the, the top tips that we would give of how to make that transition work and how to prioritize the relationship and not have that relationship be strained by the business. Number one is relationship does come first. So if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And that doesn't mean that you're terrible people. It doesn't mean that you hate each other. Just like two best friends might be the best of friends, but should never consider being roommates, right? Like we all can think of scenarios where becoming roommates could be the worst thing that you do <laughs> to your friendship. Uh, in the same way, working together this closely in a business, 40 or more hours a week, in some cases might not be the best for your relationship. So relationship always comes first. Tip number two is giving each other separate space, physical and metaphorical, but like especially physical. Scott likes to have background noise on. He likes music on or TV on in the background while he's doing stuff. And that really kind of drives me crazy too much. Thankfully, he's way upstairs. I'm downstairs. I get roomed kind of spread out because I do a lot of pacing and thinking and daydreaming. He gets to be upstairs where it can be louder and it doesn't bother me so much. That part's really, really nice. And also kind of the metaphorical space of just not micromanaging, right? So he doesn't come downstairs and see me listening to a podcast and watering my plants and saying, oh, well, I thought you were going to be working on this today. Same time, I don't see him upstairs, see that he's on Facebook and say, oh, you know, must be nice to be on Facebook when we have these 20 things on our to-do list. Basically, we give each other the respect to assume that if something needs to get done, that person can be an adult and choose when to get it done by. So not micromanaging, I think is really important. I don't think many of us like that anyway. And another huge one for success working with the spouse is figuring out the way that they learn best which might not be the way that you learn best. So from a couple side of things, you know, we talk about the five love languages. We have different ways of giving and receiving affection. So if you're trying to talk to someone in a love language that doesn't relate to them, it's not going to be as effective in the same way. We all have different learning styles and learning preferences. And so if you're trying to teach somebody how to do something and you're teaching them the way you would like to be taught, but they really need to be taught this way, 
then it's it's not going to be as effective for us that's been the biggest stress was just the training because i don't like going real minute into the details but scott really likes the um step 1a step 1b step 2a step 2b he really likes it laid out very linearly and it's harder for me to to learn how to teach in that way I'm more kind of big picture. So we do this and then we do that. Um, but he likes it really laid out. How do I get from here to here to here? So figuring out, especially for the training side, how your partner needs to learn and best learns and best has um, their tasks and expectations laid out. is really, really important. This is the area that's caused us the most stress, taking the most trial and error. We're at a better point, And a lot of that came from me just realizing I need to to be more detailed in laying out what to do. I can't just say, log on to KDP and set this free countdown deal. I need to say, go to kdp.amazon.com, log in with these credentials, go to bookshelf, search for this book, click on promote, you know, like walking through each individual step. That's what works for him. Um, Similarly, we're going to switch gears a tiny, tiny bit, and this is going to be not just tips for when you're starting to work together, but tips to get ready for that stage. I definitely encourage you to have a savings buffer. So at first, because Scott and I had batted around this idea of him coming home all the time. And so let's say we needed to replace his work income with this amount of money a month. At first... We looked at it like this. We said, okay, um, until Scott can contribute enough work that would save the business this amount of money or earn the business this amount of extra money, it's not going to work. Instead of doing it like that, kind of like hiring an assistant, you might hire an assistant for $1,000 a month. And the first question isn't necessarily always, will having this assistant this month bring $1,000 more in than I would have if I hadn't hired them? So instead of looking at like an even financial exchange, um, we just basically decided, you know what, now's the time to do this. We're going to find a way to make it work. So my encouragement to you, if you at least want to be set up so that this could become a possibility in your future is start that savings buffer now. Um, our income does fluctuate as authors. And so you want to make sure that you have what is comfortable and safe for you. For some people, that means three months of income in the bank. For some people, that means more. For some people, it means less. But having enough so that you feel secure and you aren't feeling a ton of financial stress is really, really good. And then I also think the best thing Scott and I did was we kept a backup plan for quite a while. And the backup plan was always that he could go back to um, his old job or find a different job if this didn't work out. Right now, I think we're kind of beyond that. We've like, we've created a lifestyle and a schedule where, you know, he, he really couldn't go back now. But at the beginning, we held that as a very valid option B, um, keeping in mind what we said before, relationship always comes first. So if it got to be where it was really stressful or just wasn't working out or was causing a lot of strife, we had a backup plan. And I think that's really, really important. So have your backup plan, whatever that might look like. Maybe that looks like an even extra buffer in savings or something like that. Um, last, let's close with just some of the benefits. I think for us, some of the huge benefits really have been more from the lifestyle side of things, um, not having to wake up to an alarm, right? Uh, me having help getting the kids to and from places has been huge. Um, 
Scott and one of our sons, they go and work out together every single day. So there's more like family time. We have more relaxed time. Um, going back to having separate space, I also encourage you to have neutral zones. So like when we're in the kitchen or the dining room and the whole family's around, we're not talking about work. When we're getting ready for bed, we're not talking about work. So we have a couple neutral zones and neutral times a day where we get to just be a family and can take the business hats off. I don't think you can ever really take the spouse hat off even when you're working together, but it's really nice to be able to take the business hat off during family time. So those are my tips. I would highly encourage it in certain cases. And again, just remind you, this doesn't have to be the end goal for everybody. Um, one more thing in terms of the training is sometimes the best thing you can do is have somebody else do the training. That part, like I said, was the most stressful for us. That's a big reason why I started the author assistant training school. It's going on now. It's too late to sign up now, but we're having a really, um, we had a good turnout, a lot of interest. So it might be something that we do again in 2023 where, you know, I'll take on the training. You can bring your assistant, whether that's a partner or just somebody that you want trained, or I have a lot of authors in the group who wants to learn how to do all this stuff, both for their books and so that they can earn side income from others. So yeah, keep your ears open if you're interested for the author assistant training school. We have a lot of um, spouses signed up for that so that the writing spouse doesn't have to do all the training, which I think in certain cases can be a really smart option as well. So I hope that was helpful. I hope it gave you some things to think about and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. Today's episode has been sponsored by BetterHelp that provides secure online counseling with a licensed professional therapist. I'm a really private person, so I was nervous to start counseling, but I'm really thankful for how easy they made the process. When you sign up, you fill out this form, and then they use your answers to match you with just the right therapist. It's easy to set up your appointments, and you can chat with your therapist via messages or phone or video, and you can also switch therapists anytime. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they also have financial aid packages, so don't let the cost be the reason not to pursue talking to somebody. The writing life can be hard and sometimes lonely, and we're really not meant to go and do it alone. I'm really thankful for my therapist and for all the insights that have been coming up in my appointments. Like I said, I was pretty scared at the beginning because I didn't know what to expect, but now my biggest regret is honestly not doing it sooner. BetterHelp is giving successful writer listeners 10% off your first month of counseling. Just go to betterhelp.com Alana to start your therapeutic journey today.